BYU caps their season with a 35-26 win over the Stanford Cardinal. What to make of that? This is Postcast. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. This is a special edition coming to you very late Saturday night, pending uh, if you consider this early Sunday morning. I don't know what to exactly say, but BYU gets the win, beating the Stanford Cardinal 35-26. to The Cougars improved to 7-5. and They have capped off a month in November where they went undefeated after a winless October. What a crazy season, but the regular season is in the books. And also, BYU's independent slate outside of a single bowl game remaining. The independent era for BYU is all but officially done. The regular season portion of that, for sure, is done for the BYU football program. Biggest takeaways from this game is BYU's offensive line and running backs came to play. BYU ends up running for 358 yards on 50 carries. They averaged 7.2 yards per carry. Fantastic performance from BYU's offensive line and running backs. Christopher Brooks, a career-high 23 carries, 164 yards. Did not get a touchdown, unfortunately. It would be nice to see him get some pay dirt in his uh, final regular season game for BYU. Hinkler Opati, the second-leading rusher for BYU, nine carries, 85 yards. He did get a touchdown on a 43-yard sprint. Jaron Hall, 11 carries, 69 yards and a touchdown. His long, a 19-yarder that ultimately was that touchdown for him. And then Puka Nakua, three carries, 38 yards, had a 20 five-yard carry late in that game that pretty much put the game away for BYU. Now, Obviously, massive concern right now over Jaron Hall's status. It did not look good on that play. Uh, I originally thought it was a naked boot. BYU uh, was trying to fool Stanford, but going back and watching that play, it sure looks like the running back, in this case, I believe it was Hinkley Ropati, if, if my memory serves correctly, that he ran the wrong way. He went the wrong way, and Jaron Hall just was trying to do something with that play to make, I guess, uh, apple pie out of mushed apple. I don't know exactly what the phraseology should be. It's late, but regardless, trying to make a play, gets twisted up by a Stanford defender, injures his ankle, we found out later, went to the uh, sideline limping a little bit, sat on the bench, tried to loosen it up, ultimately went into the injury tent. uh, BYU said they were holding him up for precautionary reasons. He and Kalani Sitake said after the game that the bowl game is still a realistic scenario for him to play in. Who knows if that changes because this is so eerily similar to what happened against USC a year ago. He gets injured. It was a foot injury, if I recall correctly, that he suffered in that USC game. We heard that he was going to be ready to go for the bowl game. He was practicing. Everything was going to be okay. What happens? Day of the game, Baylor Romney is out there taking the number one snaps. Ultimately, Baylor Romney starts that game in the loss to UAB. (laughs) Excuse me. I apologize. But BYU... uh, gets the win. That's the biggest thing. BYU gets the W here. They have clinched a winning season. Obviously, that is something to celebrate. Kalani Sitake always says we celebrate wins. And BYU fans, 
celebrate the victory. It completes BYU's saga to beat all Pac-12 teams that they have faced. And Stanford was the one team they had not beaten. Obviously, they'd only played two previous times in 2003 and 2004. And you, you celebrate that win. You finally made some history beating Stanford for the first time, but pretty listless performance from the Stanford Cardinal outside of Tanner McKee in the passing game for the Cardinal. And we'll talk about uh, David Shaw here in a minute. Tanner McKee, 31 of 40, 313 yards, an average of 7.8 yards per attempt, one touchdown in this game. He looked absolutely phenomenal. And BYU's defense... Uh, there's nothing to defend anymore, it, and I know that that's a pun, but BYU's defense, it is just abysmal. They they cannot they 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 cannot not get out of their own way. I, I know it might be a double negative and make uh, make not make sense, but they just for whatever reason BYU's defense refuses to do the simple things the, like the don't really let, allow guys to release inside across the middle of the field and Stanford made hay once again across the middle of the field there was that fourth down that ultimately led to a touchdown for Stanford Kalani Satake ripped off his headset and was absolutely laying into I believe it was Jacob Robinson on that play but he was just absolutely livid with the overall defensive uh, output I would feel like from this game BYU's defense needs to go back to the drawing board in more ways than one New New coaching staff potentially, new philosophy, new scheme, new players via the transfer portal. They they need to just essentially start from square one. Spring ball, bowl practices, just tear it all up and build from the ground up once again. You, you've got to go back to the drawing board for this BYU defense. It is not good enough. If BYU even had an average defense, and I'm, I'm talking middle of the pack in college football, BYU might be talking about a completely different feeling to this season. Nine, ten wins potentially. The BYU defense has been absolutely the Achilles heel for BYU this season. You made a guy like Tanner McKee who's completed 60% of his passes on the season. He ends up completing 78% of his passes and looked every bit the NFL prospect that he's been made out to be. BYU's defense... It isn't good enough. They were going against essentially a team that had one running back. That, that just They had one running back. And they ended up with 19 carries for 53 yards. The passing game had to carry Stanford in this game. All BYU needed to do was not allow Stanford's wide receivers to go out and run wild. Well, what happened for multiple instances of this game? Coverage, bus, guys getting open across the middle of the field. It's just, you got to go back to square one with this defense. You got you to tear it up. New philosophy, new scheme, new coaches, some new players potentially. You've just got to figure out a new way to go about defending because what BYU's throwing out there on defense right now, it just isn't good enough. And you can scream at me, it's about the players, they need to execute. They need, Kalani Sitake took this over, he should be better. You can scream at me all you want. I just feel like it needs a full reset. Hit that reset button with the BYU defense. Now the offense, they had its, they had their issues, uh, and obviously Jacob Conover coming into this game late completed, oh, no, no, did not complete, attempted. All of just one pass for BYU. And there's a raging debate if he purposely threw it into the ground. He just couldn't deliver the pass. I don't know exactly what to make. And I'm going to go back and do my film review, rewatch this game, and I'll have some more notes for you guys on our Monday edition of the show. But I, I look at it, and the, the, the lack of faith to give any semblance of a passing game to Jacob Conover is absolutely just crazy to consider for the BYU football program right now. Like the fact that you cannot trust this guy to make the simplest of passes, that's man, 
That's an indictment on that young man. It's an indictment on the recruiting philosophy for the quarterbacks. Maybe Cade Fennigan is the truth, but he's had injury after injury for BYU. They need to hit the transfer portal in that regard. The, The quarterback position, you can guarantee they will be combing the portal, trying to find at least one, maybe two bodies to come in and compete for that starting job. And I'd put the money right now. I'd put heavy odds on BYU starting quarterback in 2023, barring some minor miracle, or I said I'd call it a major miracle, that Jaron Hall decides to return for another season. Outside of that, I would venture to guess and put big money if you were a betting man on BYU starting quarterback when they take on Sam Houston State in the beginning of the 2023 season, the first game of their Big 12 era. I would venture big money that BYU starting quarterback is a transfer into the program. I, I don't see what the current stable of quarterbacks behind Jaron Hall does to give BYU confidence that, hey, the future is in good hands at quarterback here. I, I just don't see that. So, I, man, it, pretty dicey considering what BYU is entering into here in this offseason. But one final note is happy trails to David Shaw. 16 years on the farm, I believe 12 of them, if not long, I think it's 12 of them, as head coach. Delivered three different Rose Bowls. I know the recent run for Stanford has been absolutely abysmal. He said that after much prayer and conversations with his wife, he decided it was time. He said, it's time for me to step aside. You wish him well. Stanford has been a very, very consistent program. And I know, like I said, the, the last two to three years have not been kind to the Cardinal. But before that, he was the winningest coach in Stanford history. 96 wins against 53 losses. He's been very, very good for a long time at the helm of the Stanford football program. Says he doesn't have any intentions of coaching elsewhere. Could Bronco Mendenhall, Chris Peterson get in the mix for this job? Yes, absolutely. But they're also going to be up against it. I just don't think Stanford is a university places places much of an emphasis on football and that may have led to part of David Shaw's decision making saying you know what I'm just fed up and it's time for me to move on but crazy crazy times for the second straight year in the regular season finale BYU sees a head coach lose their job or in this case step down from their position after that game but regardless happy trails to David Shaw and maybe just maybe BYU can make some phone calls to two certain recruits one named Walker Lyons another one named Hunter Clegg who spurned the Cougars to pick the Stanford Cardinal and you know say so David Shaw stepping aside you interested in maybe switching your allegiance and pledging to come to BYU just saying uh, I, I'd, I'd pursue that if I was BYU's coaching staff that's just that's just me alright we'll get to your guys' comments your guys' take on the game we'll roll through some of these tweets that came in via social media here in just a moment first though a word on our friends over at BetOnline absolutely love this company they're phenomenal out there the best part about BetOnline is they are your number one source for all of your sports betting information stats news and analysis get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports they've got it all at BetOnline.net and if you love sports podcasts, just like Locked On Cougars, you can find those on Bet Online as well. They are the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting fixed, whether it's live betting, odds, futures odds, no matter what it is, you can go to Bet Online and get started there. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more now. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Let me throw this up here. Let's share the screen so you guys can see the tweets. I love doing this so you guys actually can see what I'm looking at in live time uh, so you guys can check out what your fellow Cougar fans are saying about the win. I throw this out on social media after every game. Let you guys have your say on it. So let's throw that up there. Maximize the screen, and there we are cooking with peanut oil. Uh, first thing, Matthew Roberts, his re- oh, excuse me, Jonathan Ruji has the first word, says strong game 
even from the running backs. Good to see Brooks succeed, and Rapati lo- runs like his hair is on fire. Intensity is reminiscent of Fui Vakapuna. It's interesting, Jonathan. I think Rapati has carved out a nice role for himself for BYU. There's no doubt about that. Matthew Roberts, McRoberts91. Good, not great. I'd agree with that. It could have been great uh, had some other things gone gone differently, but the concer- the biggest concern is Jaron Hall's injury. That, that That's that's scary. All right, the real Pac-12 champs. Tim Utes for life. Wave you fan checking in. Stanford sucks. Well, that's not wrong. Stanford's not that good. Uh, Mark McPherson said, like our defense still sucks. The defense did struggle. I, I will give you that. Mark McPherson, defense is still bad. Okay, I, I get your point, Mark. Nathan, the Terminator, uh, the underscore Terminator, says Roderick's short yardage play calling is a weakness and it will cause issues in the Big 12. Now, BYU is 6 of 22 this season on fourth downs. Absolutely abysmal. And yes, the play calling in short yardage situations for BYU is downright baffling. You have a 260-pound fullback in Houston Haymuley who's playing at a program he once upon a time was a captain for, speaking of the Stanford Cardinal, and you can barely get him on the field. And not even that. You can't even line up in an I formation and say, you know what? We have a 230-pound tailback. We had 260, 270-pound fullback. Let's just, you know, run downhill on these fools and pick up that yard. What is going on? I, I just don't know Aaron Roderick. What is going on in his brain that makes him so reluctant to go about that? Is it just him being obstinate? I don't know. All right, next one. Andrew, UT NBA fan. Who's the new defensive coordinator? This can't get worse. Glad they got the win. Uh, your guess is as good, good as good as mine on the defensive coordinator prospects out there. It seems like there's a whole litany of them. And a number of you out there probably are thinking, well, what about Lance Anderson, the current Stanford defensive coordinator? He doesn't have many ties to BYU, if any, if I'm not mistaken. And he seems like a guy who is a Stanford guy. And let's be honest, Stanford's defense, they just give up 358 yards rushing to BYU's rush offense that has not necessarily been as great as we all thought it might be. So do you really want him taking over BYU's defense? But maybe... Just maybe he needs to change the scenery and things go better. I don't know. Crazy, crazy stuff. All right, Jazz versus everybody. Jazz underscore Nate says, wild game, wild season. You're right. We're talking about a season of runs. BYU starts 4-1, and one, loses four straight. They're sitting at 4-5. and five. They make the run in the final month to make it 7-5. and five. Who knows what the bowl game holds? It has been a wild season, no doubt. Scott Taylor at Scotty underscore T underscore 21 says, A-Rod giveth and A-Rod taketh away. Homie just can't call a complete game. Well, uh, the short yardage, it left a lot to be desired in tonight's game, no doubt about that. Tanner Christensen and Tanner Chris says, fun game until Hall got hurt. Just glad we came out with the win. You're right. BYU could have found themselves in a much more interesting game if Stanford had not muffed that PAT. It felt like that took the wind out of their cells after they had rallied for a nice touchdown to get it to maybe a one-possession game, and then they muffed that PAT. And that, is, man... How important was that? Like, really? And obviously, the other, the other missed PAT earlier on in the game changed the philosophy play-calling-wise for the Cardinal. Crazy, crazy stuff happens in-game, but you're right. The biggest thing is BYU won. Uh, JT Lamro, JT underscore Lamro says, easily the most frustrating season I've ever experienced. Each game this year has left some kind of bad taste in my mouth minus the Baylor win. Very strange, but a win is a win, dot, 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 I guess. Yeah, it's a good point, JT. It's been a weird, weird season. I absolutely agree with you there. All right, next thing. Lauren Smith, Lauren underscore J underscore Smith. It was interesting that when Jaron Hall goes out, the defense doesn't step up. Instead, they start to fold. Frustrating. Now, the defense did have its issues in this game. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But BYU, I got to give them credit. It was about four-ish minutes to go. Stanford gets that last touchdown they scored. And then BYU's rush offense took over the game. They got the two, t- two first downs, essentially. They needed to win the football game. 
You got to give BYU's offense some credit for bailing out their defense there. The defense was not great, but BYU's offense rose to the occasion in the final moments. Nick Lee, our good friend over there at Locked On Seahawks, has dark, angry feelings come to my heart every time BYU plays a Pac-12 school for many reasons on and off the field. Same story tonight. A lot of dumb things happen both in and out of BYU's control. All told, a chance of going 8-5 and five after going down 4-5 and five on the season is big for offseason momentum. I'd agree with that, Nick. They have to make, they have to make hay with uh, what's going on with the transfer portal, all that stuff. I agree, but they can carry some momentum if they win four straight games to close the season. Ogden John Boy at Ogden John Boy on Twitter says, Jaron Hall is not an NFL caliber QB yet. I can tell you this much, Ogden John Boy. Uh, enjoy your final glimpses of Jaron Hall. Maybe you've already seen the final glimpse of Jaron Hall in a BYU uniform. I, I'm, I'm betting money that he's leaving for the NFL. I think his mind is already made up. He keeps saying all the right things, and well, you'll know in a couple of weeks when I ultimately make my decision. If he decides to come back, great. That'd be absolutely phenomenal for BYU. But I just I have a hard time believing that he is coming back. Uh, JT Cooterer, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. JT says East Coast BYU fan with an 11 p.m. kick and a 2:20. 20 a.m. local time finish is brutal. It says, good win, good night from Brooks and Ropati. Third and fourth down and short play calling leaves a lot to be desired, which is putting it nicely. Looking forward to the bowl game and finishing Independence right. I like that, JT. Thank you for sticking with BYU. That's a late, late night. All of you out there on the East Coast, my friend Robbie Huckvale, uh, the Yahoo Bugster out there, you guys are the hardiest of the hardy fans. JT, you're included in that. Staying up for an 11 p.m. kick, which by the way, slid to 11-12, I guess, Eastern time, 9-12 Pacific uh, 9-12 Mountain Time before it ultimately did kick off. Crazy. Crazy stuff. All right, Jacob Osler here. Things I don't understand. A-Rod short yardage play calling. It's beyond abysmal. How many times, number two, how many times can teams drop into coverage so much that they play so poorly against the pass time and time again? The run and the pass, they're both baffling to defend for this defense. I, I, I can't defend the defense. I, I Honestly, I cannot defend it any longer. I tried. You guys, any who listen to this podcast, I spent the better part of half of the season trying to come up with good reasons to believe in BYU's defense. I've given up. The defense, like I said, it needs to hit the reset button. It needs a complete reboot. Shut it down. Blow out the cartridge. If you if you remember those old SNES games, how you cleaned out your cartridge by blowing on it, and then jam it back in there and push the power button back on. It needs a full reset on that defense. All right, uh, drop 11, a gas pass king. Coaching is peewee. Same issues week 12. There were issues that popped up once again that are 12 weeks into the season. Cougar forever at Mateo 36BYU. Happy to win, but BYU football is just not very fun this year. Defense often is terrible. Offense good until the worst short yardage play calling in the country and no killer instinct to put a team away. I hope there are a lot of changes this offseason. Well, your final point there, Cougar forever, Mateo, uh, there's a change coming for BYU. Uh, both conversations I've had with people and just the feel. A lot is coming in terms of coaching change, I feel like, roster change. Who knows? I, I just feel like this is the time. If BYU wants to reinvent itself going into the Big 12, this offseason is the time to do it. All right, uh, final few comments here before we wrap it up. We're going to we're gonna call it a night. I am tired. I'm gassed. But uh, our good friend Wild Turkey Fart Blend at VWAG23 says, Stanford undergrad is overrated. Well, that's the argument if you're BYU. It is overrated. All right, uh, Big Uncle Pooh. Independence was great, but it's over. 7-5. and five 
five wasn't the ideal season, but that's BYU football. Time to look forward to a bowl and then next season. I completely agree with that. Uh, Blair Red, we've talked. I'm not hopeful for Big 12 play, but I'm glad to be there. The Big 12 era is here, everybody. That is phenomenal. It's here. We BYU has made it. The big time is just a little ways off. Let's enjoy that, and that's uh, that's a that's a very very fun thing. All right, a couple more comments. I'll just jam them in here. Little Mac, ten sixteenth is the bad number one. Letting McKee get comfortable most of the time. BYU did have th- BYU did have three sacks in this game. Actually, their second highest total on the season. Uh, only outdone by the Baylor game where they had four. Think about this, folks. BYU now has 13 sacks in 12 games. Seven of them, a.k.a. more than 50%, came in the Baylor win and this win against Stanford. BYU's pass rush, just like the rest of the defense, needs a full reset. they gotta, they got to change things. Number two from Little Mac says short yardage plays. And number three, Hall injuries to Hall and Peely. I did not notice that Peely did come back into the game, but he did limp off late. So obviously we're going to keep an eye on that. Says the good. Number one, nice rushing attack. And number two, Jaron looked great while healthy. And Jaron passed for less than 100 yards, folks. I think it's the first time that he's passed for less than 100 yards that he has not left a game. Uh, well, actually, he did leave a game injured against USF. So that probably doesn't, that negates that argument. But one of his least productive outputs, but BYU's offensive line, they stepped up. So very, very impressive there. Hayden at Old Max Hall. BYU needs to get into the transfer portal to find a new defense, running back, and quarterback. No disagreement there. They've, they've got to change some things. There's no doubt about that. All right, um, Nate Slack. Now we ask ourselves which players and coaches won't be around when the Cougies play in a bowl game. Great question. Have we seen Jaron Hall's final game? Have we seen Puka Nakua's final game? Gunnar Romney, well, he hasn't played, uh, what? He played all but two games this year for BYU. There's just so much going on with BYU. Now, uh, Mike Derricott says Stanford has hate problems. There was a, uh, let's just say, a distasteful halftime show, according to what it sounds like out there at Stanford. But that's par for the course when BYU's taken on Stanford in their history. Think back to the 2004 game. Stanford's band uh, made fun of polygamy and had had to apologize for it. So, uh, I just, I don't know. Uh, last word will go to our good friend, BYU fan Sam. Sam Emery, 89, says, Solid win. Would have liked to have seen a le- slightly stiffer defense against that offense, but what are you going to do at this point? It's another P5 win and a good way to end the regular season. Yes, it was a win. It's a Power 5 win. It's a road win over a Power 5 team, and like we already mentioned, it's history for BYU with their first win ever over the Stanford Cardinals. So that'll do it. Uh, big thank you to all of you for your support of the podcast, as always. Uh, we'll have our regular edition of the podcast out for you guys on Monday. I'll watch the game uh, I guess later today, considering I'm um, I'm putting this out there early Sunday morning, but we'll have more for you guys on the Monday edition of the show, and then obviously we'll start looking ahead to bowl season. What are the possibilities for BYU where they might end up in the bowl slate? Where is BYU going to look in the transfer portal? I'll start talking to people, seeing if I can get some uh, idea of what's going to happen there. We'll have plenty of coverage for you guys. Don't worry about that. We have you guys covered every single day, right? here on the podcast. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars once again your first listen of the day. I would encourage you guys to make your second listen our friends over the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Comes out Monday through Friday every single day getting you caught up on all the stories. Every big story in sports across the full spectrum. You can get that everywhere. You get your podcast just like this one also on YouTube. Would encourage you guys to check that out. That'll do it for myself. Have a great night slash great morning. Whenever you hear this, this has been Postcast right here on Locked On Cougars. See ya.